Thank you so much for coming out here tonight, guys. This is amazing. I could have recorded this album at any club, in any city, in any country in the world. <laughs> but I chose this shithole. <laughs> for you assholes. <laughs> New York City. Huh? Right? greatest city in the world. Not only do I want to record my album here, I want to bury my kids here. <laughs> Last weekend, I had to go to Boston with my girlfriend, stay with her dad. Could not have been more uncomfortable. He wouldn't let us sleep in the same bedroom together, you know? He goes, sorry, buddy. I just don't trust you. I said, trust me, buddy. I'm fucking your daughter. <laughs> Good crowd. <laughs> Sexual harassment's a problem. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this chick is trying to get me fired because she claims I've been giving her inappropriate massages in the office. Well, I say good luck with that, sweetheart. I don't even work here. <laughs> that is a great joke. Here's another one. When I finished high school, I wanted to take all my graduation money and buy myself a motorcycle. But my mom said no. See, she had a brother who died in a horrible motorcycle accident when he was 18, and I could just have his motorcycle. <laughs> One year in high school, I had to take this standardized test, you know? supposed to tell me what I had to do with the rest of my life. And my results came back. I said that I had to either be a rocket scientist or run a laundry service or stop cheating off the Asian kid. <laughs> now that's a really smart joke. I mean, usually... Only Asian people get it. <laughs> Try to do that joke on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. First comedian to ever perform on that show. Yeah. I don't know if it sounds like a big deal to all you guys, but it fucking should. And when you do stand-up on a TV show, you got to go through a thing called standards and practices. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what standards and practices is? It's like... It sounds like an official thing, right? Like they tell you what you can and can't say on TV based on how, based on how offensive uh, it is. And it sounds like it would be like really official, you know, but it's not. It's just one person who randomly works there that day. So they're always kind of ridiculous. And on Jimmy Fallon, they were like, Anthony, you can't, 
tell that Asian joke. It's just this one woman. She goes, that's too offensive for us. You need to change it. I'm like, well, what do I have to change? She says, well, you can't say run a laundry service. That's the offensive part. You've got to change that to a different Asian stereotype. I mean, exact words. And I was like, really? Any other Asian stereotype is fine? And she says, no, Anthony, actually. Not laundry service and not manicurist either. But anything else is cool. And I said, lady, that's insane. Doesn't leave me with any options. But she goes, you got five minutes to think of something, go. So I walk away and I'm racking my brain and finally I come back to her after five minutes and I say, okay, how about instead of saying run a laundry service, I say build a railroad. <laughs> a lot of you were laughing. The rest of you should have fucking gone to class. I'm not even going to explain what that means. Just know that build a railroad is a billion times more offensive. A billion times more offensive than running a laundry service. And this woman looks me right in the eyes. Says, Anthony, build a railroad? That's perfect. Now, the point of that story is the people who get offended by jokes are fucking stupid. <laughs> Remember that. When I was a little kid, all I wanted in the world was a treehouse. That's it. Just a treehouse. And I would beg and cry to my parents every day to please build me a treehouse. But they always said, no, Anthony. We've got to keep living in the van. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Not like now when I'm rolling in it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was poor, you know. But I knew Father's Day was coming up. And I wanted to get my dad something that I could not only afford, but that would also show how much I cared. So what I did was I got him a t-shirt. It said, world's greatest dad. Semi-finalist. <laughs> when I was growing up, I could always drive my dad pretty crazy. You know, I can always tell when he had too much because he would stand up and take off his belt. And once that belt was in his hands, it was terrifying because I knew there was nothing I could say to stop dad from shooting heroin.
When I was 13, my parents sat me down, told me that I'd been adopted. And I got pretty upset. I said, well, why'd you pick me, mom and dad? Was I special? And they said, yes, Anthony, very special. Because of all the babies we had to choose from, you were the only one that was white. Thank you for laughing at that one. <laughs> a lot of people will refuse to laugh at that joke because they think that it might be just like a little bit on the racist side. But what those people obviously can't understand is I don't care. <laughs> My mom was the worst at having to break bad news to her children. I remember I came home from school one day she said, Anthony, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've been having an affair, and you can't tell Dad. I said, well, why not? She said, because he just passed away. People don't like it when you joke about domestic violence. I feel like as a comedian, you should joke about all the awful things. Domestic violence is one that people have problems with. The other one, lately, is retarded people. It just seems surprising. Yeah. It was like the go-to forever. But people, even more than domestic violence, would be like, Anthony, you can't make fun of retarded people. You just can't make fun of retarded people. And I always say, no. You can't make fun of retarded people. I'm awesome at it. Like, I had a retarded brother, you know, three years older than me, which was tough. Because even though I was younger, I had to be the responsible one and smother him with a pillow. <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with that. One time I told that joke, a guy jumps up and goes, Hey, I got a retarded son. What about me? I said, What are you doing at a comedy show? You should be at home laughing at your kid. Oh, you guys have been a great crowd. Great crowd. I mean, obviously, I've had way better. <laughs> but I've also had way worse. I'd like to leave you guys tonight by telling you about the worst crowd I ever had. It was a place called Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Have you guys ever heard of Great Barrington? It's like a small town a couple hours north of New York. And it's like a tiny place. It's nice. But they just have one bar and that's it. One that I'm doing a show there, and it is going great until I tell this joke. I say, guys, favorite writer of all time, William Shakespeare. Love Shakespeare. Still read Shakespeare today. And people will argue with me that it's impractical to read so much Shakespeare. But let me learn you something. If it wasn't for Romeo and Juliet,
I would have totally overreacted when my fiance killed herself. Now, clearly, that's not a joke for everybody, right? I mean, pretty much just people who read. But wherever I go, at least like one guy, you know, one person will laugh at that joke, but not in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. In Great Barrington, it was like a dead, angry silence until a guy stands up and yells out, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, is the suicide capital of the country. And we hate that stuff here. That's a tough situation. Luckily, I'm a professional. <laughs> I knew I had three options. Option number one, apologize to everyone. You know, say, guys, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that about your town. But if I had, I never would have told that joke. You know? Not my style. Option number two, point out the obvious. You should all move. <laughs> but instead I went with option number three. I said, you know what? Fuck Great Barrington, Massachusetts. <laughs> the only good thing I can say about this town is the suicide rate isn't as high as it should be. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. I think that having a baby is a lot like playing the lottery. Because more than anyone else, Latinos love it. <laughs> I was in a mall the other day, and this lady runs up to me, frantic, and she screams, Hey, have you seen my five-year-old son? He's wearing a red hat and blue overalls. And I wanted to tell her that I had just seen her kid getting dragged into the bathroom by a homeless man. But she already seemed pretty upset. <laughs> My sister and her husband live next to a bunch of cell phone towers. And they're concerned it's going to affect the health of their children, you know, if they can ever stop having miscarriages. We're almost done here, guys, but let me tell you this. Going oh after a joke is it's just like laughing. But for pussies. I'm glad you guys got your spirits up. Because this next joke is my best joke. You don't know anything about pain. You don't know anything about pain until you've seen your own baby drowned in a tub. And you definitely 
don't know anything about how to wash a baby. Now that joke is perfect. Perfect. Some people can't appreciate it. I had a woman come to me once after a show and say, Anthony, I just want you to know that I've lost two babies and I don't appreciate that joke you told up there. And it really took me back. I was like, oh my God, ma'am, I'm really, I'm really sorry. If I had known that, I would have told it twice. But I think if you have kids, it's hard to laugh at jokes like that, you know? I don't know, I'm one of the lucky ones, but... <laughs> My sister has a two-year-old son, kid's nuts, out of his mind. I had to babysit him the other night, had to baby-proof my apartment, and thank God I did too, because that little bastard ran around my place all night long, and he never got inside. Babysitting's a tough job. <laughs> when I was a kid, I like, loved to torture babysitters. It was my favorite thing to do in the world. If one of them ever fell asleep, I would sneak up to them, dip one hand in warm water, one hand in cold water, and then piss all over them. I got into a car accident with a brand spanking newly married couple. I mean, tin cans all over the street. Just married sign crumpled up on the ground. I see the groom get out of the car furious and I'm thinking, how am I gonna talk my way out of this? So I said, look man, we could exchange insurance information here, but that is not gonna bring back your wife. Funny thing about that joke, besides the punchline, <laughs> is that people always get kind of, they're like, Anthony, really? All these jokes you do, have you done these things? Are you really like this offstage? Because clearly you're brilliant, but I've got questions about you as a human being. And after that joke, I always say, no guys, of course not. 99% of these I just make up, because I'm fucking clever. But that one, that last one, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> to the same guy. <laughs> My friend Kevin just told me that he has cancer. And I know there was nothing funny about that. But it was the way he said it. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
my cousin and I used to be really close, like really close. But then last Thanksgiving, he caught me having sex with his girlfriend. And we haven't spoken since. I'm sure he'll get over it eventually, though. You know, I mean, he's only 12. <laughs> Wait, you know, you know what? I fucked that joke up. I told it wrong. It makes me sound like a pervert. She wore makeup. Whenever I'm about to have sex with a girl, like whenever I'm about to have sex with a girl, I play it smart, you guys. And I always, and I mean always, automatically assume that she's got herpes. Because then that way, I don't have to tell her about my herpes. I once got a hand job from a girl with obsessive compulsive disorder. It was the best minute of my life. And then the worst 11. One of my best friends, uh, Don, called me up last night. Because Anthony, I got a prostitute in my apartment. No money to pay her. And can you help me out? I said, fine. Just this once, you can borrow my shovel. <laughs> my friend Don is, like, amazing at picking up women. You know what I mean? And he's not charismatic, he's not handsome, he's not hilarious, he's none of the things that I am. <laughs> but he will just go to like a public place, you know what I mean, like a park or something, I'll walk up to a girl and I'll be like, hey, what's your name? Olga. Wait, what? Olga. <laughs> Olga? Like old with a G? <laughs> he'll go, anyway, he'll go to like... He'll go to like a park, like a public place. <laughs> and he'll be like, hey, what's your name? Karina. Karina, that's a great name. <laughs> and he'll take out a sketch pad. And again, he's not even a good artist, he's nothing. He'll sketch you. He'll sketch you, Karina, in like 20 seconds and hand it to you. And go, here, Karina, this is for you. Now, if you don't give me your phone number, this is what you're going to look like. And it works. Unless your name is Olg. That's his kryptonite. I once mowed the lawn at a battered women's shelter. If you know what I mean.
before we started dating, my girlfriend was involved in an abusive relationship, and she hated to talk about it. In fact, for the first year we were together, I thought she just really hated high fives. I'm starting to suspect that my new brother-in-law has been beating my sister lately. Like, I haven't seen any bruises or anything. I don't have any proof. But I went over there for dinner last weekend, and her cooking has gotten much better. <laughs> so you tell me. And I know, like, I understand it's not funny, it's not cool to joke about domestic violence. I get it. But... Could you guys imagine how amazing domestic violence would be if everyone knew karate? <laughs> One year in high school, I ran for class president and I lost to a girl in a wheelchair. No, I'm not ashamed. I know she definitely got the sympathy vote, but that's just because I ran a really negative campaign. <laughs> vote for Anthony. His ideas have legs. <laughs> you should all be laughing at that joke. There's no ramp here. <laughs> this is fucking easy. I'm like eight minutes in. CD's already gone gold. I was in college, I got stuck in a dorm room with this guy from Eastern Europe. Now, I don't know if there's a problem with people from Eastern Europe, but this guy would not shower or use deodorant. But I didn't have the heart to tell him that he smelled bad, so one morning I left him a note. It said, Dear Olaf, get out of my country. I loved college. College was so great. The only thing I didn't like about college was calculus. Did you guys take that shit? Hated calculus, hated it. And I was failing calculus so badly that I tried to get my girlfriend to sleep with my professor to get me an A. But you know how chicks are. She forgot to mention me. <laughs> My little brother is in high school right now. I'm a close, but sometimes he'll take advantage of that. Last week he calls me up, he goes, Anthony, I just cut school for no reason. Now I need you to write me a sick note 
and then forged dad's signature. And I did it. But I'm horrible at stuff like that. His teacher just took one look at the note and said, Mikey, you expect me to believe this? You don't have AIDS. <laughs> now, if you like that AIDS joke... Lucky day. <laughs> you were going to love, you were going to love this next AIDS joke. I just got an email from an ex-girlfriend of mine telling me that she has AIDS. And I didn't know how to comfort her. So I just wrote back, I know. Maybe some of you guys noticed a pattern here. These are all great jokes. I just got back from my 10-year high school reunion. The prom queen now weighs 300 pounds and has three kids. Heartbreaking. She used to have five kids. My body is a temple, but only because it hates Palestine. <laughs> that, is a sm that is the smartest joke of all <laughs> jokes. You've got to be an owl wearing a graduation cap <laughs> to get that joke. I was raised Catholic, but I don't think I was raised Catholic very well. I got kicked out of Catholic school twice. Once for getting in a fight in the fifth grade, and then again for sneaking through the girls' locker room yesterday. <laughs> Here in New York, I buy my weed from this crazy girl. And I know her in the biblical sense. Of course, when I say that, I mean I don't believe a word she says. <laughs> Happy surprise, you're gonna love the next three. I've got this five-year-old nephew, you know, and he really looks up to me. Obviously. <laughs> Last week his goldfish died and it was upsetting for him. So I took him into the bathroom and I helped him flush the fish down the toilet. And there was an awkward moment afterwards when he turned to me. said, Uncle Anthony, am I going to get to see my fish again when I go up to heaven? And I didn't know what to tell him. So I said, look kid, there's no way that I can know what happens to fish when they die. But I can tell you that there is no God.
Who do you guys think was smarter? Jesus or Buddha? I mean, just in terms of not letting themselves get crucified. I'm not a religious man. My Uncle Tom, you guys, is super religious. Super religious. Last month, he's walking down the street. He gets mugged and shot in the chest. Now, miraculously, and I mean miraculously, he always keeps a Bible in his left chest pocket, and he had something to read while he bled to death. I used to work as a teacher at a high school for troubled kids. Not an easy job. These kids didn't want to listen, and they sure as hell didn't want to learn. But I'll tell you, there was nothing more rewarding than convincing just one of those kids to sleep with me. <laughs> I mean, they're the future. When I was really little, when I was really little, I thought the greatest job in the world would be veterinarian. Greatest job in the world. But then I got older and found out that being a vet is a lot more work than just putting down cats all day. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> I love saying that. It doesn't even make sense, right? I just read the biography of the guy who invented Super Mario Brothers. Did you know that when he was a kid, people used to laugh at him when he would kill turtles with a hammer? <laughs> That's back-to-back -back jokes about animal abuse on a comedy CD. Did you ever think that you would hear something like that? No. What's your name? Kelly. Kelly, I'm going to make you famous. What a great night this is. <laughs> My cousin has gotten arrested so many times that he had to go to jail for a year. Now, his only concern was getting raped. So he didn't take a shower for the entire year because he was so busy getting raped. <laughs> Thank you.
I fell asleep this morning. I had a dream I was eating a giant marshmallow. But then I woke up and realized I'd actually just crashed my car into a daycare. I'm glad you could all relate to that. One of my best friends is blind, totally blind. Hasn't been able to see anything for his entire life. But he can hear a hummingbird from 50 yards away. I mean, talk about worthless. <laughs> I don't know a lot about computers. Like, I know how to use a computer, of course. But if anything goes wrong with it, I'm screwed. And I hate having to take it in to get fixed. Because it was treat you like a jerk. Took my laptop in the other day. Guy behind the counter goes, Uh, I'm not going to find any kitty porn on here, am I? I said, no. You condescending nerd. That's why I need it fixed. My girlfriend keeps asking me to choke her while we're having sex. And I keep saying, hey baby, maybe I'm old fashioned, but what's wrong with while we're having dinner? <laughs> the other day my girlfriend complained to me that chivalry is dead. I said, Anthony, chivalry is dead. I said, no baby. Chivalry is alive and well. You're thinking of your mother. <laughs> and in my defense, that joke is a lot funnier if you know that her mom just died. My girlfriend was cleaning up around my apartment the other day, came across a pair of earrings that were not hers. She just lost it. Threw the earrings in my face at Anthony. What's going on here? I demand answers. I said, baby, calm down. Let's handle this like adults. Just take a deep breath and finish cleaning my apartment. <laughs> I don't live with my girlfriend. She lives just a couple blocks away from me here in New York. The other night she calls me up at 3 a.m. and says, Anthony, get over here right away. I think someone's trying to break into my bedroom window. And I dropped the phone. And I was so pumped up with adrenaline, it was tough to get back to sleep. <laughs> I had to break up with my last girlfriend because she lied to me and told me that she'd been molested by her neighbor. But I know her neighbor. He's a really cool guy. 
Not like her creepy-ass other neighbor. (laughs) What an important joke. That was. Like, if you're listening to this right now, hit pause. Call someone you love. Tell them that joke. And then apologize that you don't have my timing. I live in New York now, but I used to live in New Orleans. That's where I went to college. Shut up. When I was in New Orleans, I was dating this girl. I was dating this girl who I accidentally got pregnant. And she came to me and said that she wanted to have an abortion. So I sat her down and I explained to her that life begins at conception and abortion is murder. And then, without saying another word, I got up and moved to New York. I don't get embarrassed a lot. I think it's hard to embarrass any comedian. But last summer I'm at the beach and I see this gorgeous girl, like she was perfect in a bikini and everything. She's waving at me. No, I've never seen this girl before in my life. I know there's no reason she should be waving at me, but I started to think, hey, maybe she recognizes me from all the fucking TV I've been on. So I go to wave back, and it was like slow motion from a movie. Right as my hand gets to here, where I'm now committed to the wave, I realize, oh, she's drowning. (laughs) My girlfriend, makes you want to be a better person so I can get a better girlfriend. (laughs) Whenever I meet a pretty girl, whenever I meet a pretty girl, the first thing I look for is intelligence. Because if she doesn't have that, then she's mine. A couple of months ago, I gave my girlfriend some fancy lingerie. She actually got mad at me. Said, Anthony, I think this is more of a gift for you than it is for me. And I said, well, if you want to get technical, it was originally a gift for my last girlfriend. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Giving gifts is tough in any relationship, I assume. (laughs) 
Like this past Christmas, I kept telling my girlfriend for months in advance, months, baby, all I want from you this year is an Xbox. That's it. Beginning and end of list, Xbox. You know what she got me? A homemade frame with a picture of us from our first date together. Which was fine. Because I got her an Xbox. I should have gotten her chocolate. My girlfriend loves to eat chocolate. She's always eating chocolate. You know? She likes to joke she's got a chocolate addiction. Like, keep away from those chocolate bars, Anthony. I'm addicted to them. And it is really annoying. So I put her in a car and took her downtown. And I pointed out a crack addict. And I said, you see that, honey? Why can't you be that skinny? You guys seem like nice people. I don't want to sound like a jerk here. But that joke usually gets a standing ovation. <laughs> Here's some good news, though. My little brother was just awarded his black belt in Taekwondo. Thank you. Now, the whole family's really proud of him, you know? But I'm a little conflicted by it. He's my little brother. I used to be able to just toss him around, but now I've got to hit him with a pipe. <laughs> my brother-in-law is a state trooper in the police department. He told me the only way he would ever let someone out of a DUI as if they gave him a blowjob. I said, hey, scumbag, you're married to my sister. Just give me the DUI. I assume you guys are big comedy fans for coming out tonight, and I appreciate that. But if you're not, you know, you don't understand the lingo. What I'm doing right now is called killing. And as a comedian, it's like, top thing you can do. This is a little sad. I got a phone call late last night telling me that my grandmother only has a day left to live. And I don't want this to sound cold, but I am not going to pay the ransom. <laughs> my, uh, my Uncle Fritz... My Uncle Fritz used to be a paraplegic. That's right, used to be. But last month he had a stroke and now we don't know what to call him.
Smart joke, you see, dude. <laughs> <laughs>